you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. Sweet victory. And Jay Macron tapped to help us navigate the show. We appreciate you um, allowing us to be a part of your day in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's topic, the restrainer in us. The restrainer in us. We're going to mm. look at some of the headlines that Will the Great was um, kind enough to send over to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> my goodness, just where mm, we live, right? Uh, and of course, as as I'm looking at those headlines and praying through that, like asking the Lord how we communicate what is happening in our country and communicate the time that we're in, um, one, without sounding like a broken record, uh, and then two, with truly trusting the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide the conversation. Yes. And there was one thing that kind of, came to the surface as I was looking at all of these different articles and, and just comparing them, you know, you, you read article after article <laughs> and, and, and there are different, I guess, themes that kind of pop, pop into your mind. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I thought about was how the Lord by his spirit reveals to us that the spirit of God is the restrainer. The spirit mm. of God is the restrainer. Mm-hmm. And as I continued looking at this and thinking about, you know, the passage of scripture where this is revealed to us in second Thessalonians. And we're going to take a look at that today, by the way. Um, I thought about, um, we often, as we should, we look at that passage of scripture because it refers to end times. Right. And so we are kind of looking ahead and we think of the restrainer almost, I would say outside of us. So Mm. while we know that Jesus says, Uh, Jesus said that he's going away, but he wasn't going to leave us as orphans, that he was going to send the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Right. And he told the disciples that they knew him. Um, He is with you, but he will be in you. Right. Mm. And so this is the restrainer. And the Apostle Paul refers to him as the the restrainer in uh, his second letter to the Thessalonians when they were all disturbed and all out of sorts. Uh, thinking that the day of the Lord had already come, like mm-hmm. they were thinking, you know, what what has happened? And so they were troubled, and the the Apostle Paul comforts them and uh, letting them know what that day will look like, like what will happen, what will characterize that time. It's very interesting if you go and you read that letter. Uh, but one of the things I think we often forget when we are looking at that particular passage of Scripture is that the restrainer who is in the world lives in us. Right. And so one of the things I think we cannot overlook as we continue to talk about the headlines and continue to talk about what is going on around us. uh, We live in a country that is largely unrecognizable. We have to begin with the understanding that the restrainer, while the restrainer is at work in the earth, Mm -hmm. 
the restrainer is also at work in us, Amen. right? So the question is, what is God leading us to do? And indeed, if you look at church history and you follow almost sort of like the trajectory of, of the move of God's spirit, and maybe that's a, a poor way to phrase it, but you look at the way God has used Christians throughout the history of the church they have been used as restrainers. Like the, the restrainer mm. has worked through them and they, through their submission to the Lordship of Christ, they're being led by the spirit of God. They restrained evil in their generation. Now right. we look at these things and we say, oh, well, that group of people, they were Christians and look, they passed this law or that group of people, they were Christians and look, they did away with this practice. But what they are actually doing, if you want to just look at this more deeply, mm -hmm. they were restraining evil. And how were they doing that? They were doing that through the power of the restrainer in them. And here's something else that is novel. I say that kind of tongue in cheek. As they were working and restraining evil in their generation, they were also having evil restrained in them. Because Amen. the Holy Spirit works in us first Amen. to restrain evil in our own life so that we are not given to our temptations. We are not given to our um, unholy desires, our unrighteous desires. So the Holy Spirit restrains evil in us first. And then the Holy Spirit compels us to restrain evil in the time and in the cultures in which we exist. And I think so many people, if we're just following the Lord, we're not really aware that that's what we're doing, mm. but we should be. I'll just say it that way. We should be. And so I want to get into that and then look at some of these stories and then talk about what our responsibility is, what the Lord um, it expects seems like a weak word, but what the Lord expects the believer to do to occupy until he comes again Amen. to make gains. It's a business term to make gains. And so how, how do we do that? So I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, but before we do though, we've got mm -hmm. several announcements that we need to let our listeners know about. Um, the newest one uh, just went live today and yeah. we're super excited about that. Will the Great. Yeah, we are hosting an event called AFA at the Ark or the Ark Encounter is going to be October 26th and 27th. Uh, and you can register now to be a part of that uh, event. It's going to be um, my family. It's going to be uh, Walker Wildman, Wesley Wildman, uh, just a lot of us there, you know, just to have a tour of the Ark, but also to have some times of devotion, some worship times, uh, all together, all together. If you go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net under the events tab you can click on it and you'll see the mfl conference which registration is still open for mfl 23 but then you'll see afa at the ark and we we think it's going to be a great time for the family if you've never been to the ark man this is a great time to be able to go to tour it to see it uh go with some family in christ go yeah. with us you know yeah, we would love yeah, we just want to, you know, be there with you. And it's it's going to be a great time. And so if you want to check that event out, it's called AFA at the Ark. Go to marriagefamilylife.net and click on the events tab and you'll be able to see how you can register there. Now, there's, it's a limited event. There's only a certain amount of people. Yeah. Um, and at a certain point, we will close registration. And that um, includes the children. So we, yes. we, we have a certain limited number um, because of the way that we have set up for the conference, we're going to have a small um, meeting room and there will be a presentation, a private mm -hmm. presentation 
uh, from Ken Ham and yes. Brian Osborne, and we are so looking forward to this. And so this is a this is an event for the family. So if grandparents want to bring their grandkids or yes. families want to come all together, it's open to that. But that number includes parents and children. So if you are a larger family like our family, <laughs> then and you think this might be something that you're interested in doing in October, then I would say. Um, you know, pray about it. Always yeah. want to say pray about it and see that <laughs> yes. this is what the Lord has for you to do. But if it is, uh, then register quickly because we'd have to have, we'd hate to have a situation where it's like you all got registered except the baby. <laughs> it's like, oh man, we're all going. We <laughs> Grandma's going to keep the baby because they just didn't, we were late. And so of course we wouldn't do that. Don't test us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. This is the yeah. first time that we're doing it. And it's sort of like our test event just to see um, what the response will be to this. It's sort of like what we did with our date nights. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to see what the response would be. And the response was overwhelming. And so we expanded those date nights for a season. It was just sort of like, well, let's do one and see what happens. And and people loved it. And so if you love AFA at the Ark, then this may be something that we continue to do. It is not something that replaces MFL. It is, right. It's a different destination, mini conference. And uh, if there's if this meets a need, uh, then registration will tell us that. If it doesn't, registration will tell us that as well. And so, because um, we want to meet the needs of the people who um, are a part of this ministry. So, yeah, and I tell anyway. you, if you've been to the Ark before, man, it, look, you can always go again. It's, it's just, we, we've been, and then going again, it's like, wow, you know, there's yes. some things that you miss. And if you never, you've never been, you're like, I always wanted to go. Mm-hmm. This may be a great opportunity to do so. Uh, so, it's AFA at the Ark. We're going to have presentations. I like about myself, I'm going to do a devotion. Mm-hmm. Mickey's going to do a keynote. We're going to have a panel discussion and, and things like that. And like you said, we're going to have a presentation from Ken Ham, Brian Osborne. It's going to be a great time. We have times of worship. And so go to marriagefamilylife.net and click on the events tab and you'll see uh, the event there. So I will tell you this also to our listeners. We were recently there, as you may have heard or seen, if you follow our Facebook page or follow our YouTube channel. And we received sort of a, a insider's tour of the ARC, uh, learning some very special uh, detailed information, which I thought was pretty <laughs> cool. And so our daughters, Mariah and Gabby, put together a video uh, revealing some of the little known facts about the ARC. Eddie yeah. Lutz, uh, who directs sales there at the ARC Encounter, um, was so kind to take us around and show us some of the new attractions. There is a new carousel. I'm not going to tell you too much because it's in the video, but I, I highly recommend that you go and watch it. It's I, of course, I'm biased. It's my my daughters, but I mean, I think <laughs> I think that they did a great job um, in the video, and so it'll tell you something that you should look for and watch out for uh, when you go to visit the Ark Encounter. So, yeah, and anyway, if you want to see um, that video, it's on a, a YouTube channel. It's called Whatever You Do. Yes, you and to, is it not on our Facebook there. page? Well, they have I to scroll. It yeah, it is. You have okay. to scroll down. Scroll down okay. and, and you'll see it there. Yes. <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the terms that we use today, you'll have to scroll down. Move forward. Move <laughs> forward. Scroll down to, to Advance find it. Yes. the page. Uh, anyway. All right. So that's marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Um, all right. Second Thessalonians chapter two. I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. This is uh, I'm going to look at verses uh, three through 12 mm-hmm. and thinking in terms of the restrainer who indwells us, the restrainer in us and what our responsibility is as Christians living in America. And and by the way, the responsibility that we have as Christians in America is no different from the responsibility that Christians have in other parts of the world. Like, and I mm. think that's where we've kind of gotten ourselves 
into a little bit of trouble in, in the United States. We have thought of ourselves as a special brand of Christians. And I understand why. I think it's because we've enjoyed a certain level of comfort and we haven't had to really show up in many different ways. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. just kind of have lived yeah. very peacefully. But now the Lord, as he always has, is calling for us to show up and to restrain evil first in our own lives, yeah. but then in the communities in which we exist, which means, and we say this all the time, we tell the truth yes. about who Jesus is. Amen. We tell the truth about holiness and righteousness, and we don't give in. We don't cower. We don't capitulate because the, the culture threatens our comfort. Like these are the things that we are, we are willing to sacrifice because Jesus Christ is worthy. And, and as we get into some of these headlines, um, you're going to see that, man, wickedness, man, you just you wonder how <laughs> I don't know how much more man. it can increase in this place we call home. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. Second Thessalonians chapter two. I'm going to start at verse three. It says, let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Verse five. Do you not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things and you know that what restrains him now and you know what restrains him now so that in his time he will be revealed for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. The mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Mm. Now, think about this. And again, we keep this in its proper context. The Apostle Paul is talking about the end of the age. He's talking about the end times. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit taken out. And again, this is one of those proof texts that I would point to and say, I agree. I believe in the rapture, the catching up of the saints. I understand that's controversial. I don't think it has to be. That's not even the full thrust of this conversation. <laughs> I just don't see how we are here without the restrainer if the restrainer indwells us. Does, I just don't understand that. So yeah. what, what do people think? So all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is removed from his people, and we are still here? And we've... Okay, well, focus. Here we go. <laughs> Verse 8. Then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearing of his coming. That is the one whose coming is in accordance with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders. And with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. Mm. For this reason, God will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false mm. in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth, but took pleasure in wickedness. When we talk about the type of lawlessness that will be revealed, I will tell you, we don't really have a point of reference for this. Probably only... In the days of Noah, could we imagine that kind of lawlessness? We'll grab the break. This is Erin the Addisons on American Family Radio, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We are the Addisons, and we appreciate you allowing us to spend this hour with you. Thank you so much. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Doe, but when I pray. Very nice, Doe. Thank you. The restrainer in us is a topic of conversation. Um, The work of the Holy Spirit in us and through us as we await the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't just take up space, you know, <laughs> breathing in <laughs> and exhaling. Like we, we're, we're, we're doing stuff like we are. Um, the Holy Spirit is advancing the kingdom of God and he is doing that through us. Right. So he's also restraining evil in us mm-hmm. and then empowering us to restrain evil. And when you think about the work of the Holy Spirit in restraining lawlessness, as I said earlier, that restraint starts first in us. He gives us power and victory over our flesh. Like, you know, and I think this is so important. Will agree, you were talking about this yesterday at church, just how, you know, when we are praying and interceding for people and you yeah. were talking about interceding on behalf of our nation. Yeah. And you said it was so important for us to identify with the people who are in need of intercession. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, you see that in, in the scripture. You see it in Ezra and you mm. see it in Nehemiah and Daniel. The sins of the nation, they say, we have done this. This is yes. our sin. And, and sometimes we don't want to associate and be like, well, I'm not doing it. But, man, we are all affected by what's going right. on. Even if we're not the ones pushing these things, man, the church has to be able to intercede on behalf of what's going what's going on and, and cry out to God and say, Lord, we have sinned. And, that's, that's look, that's enough that the church has done as well, you know, mm-hmm, that we right. are part of what's going what's going on. And so, yeah, part of intercession is being able to identify, you know, what, what's going on, the sins that's happening in the land. And understanding, and I use it as an illustration to say understanding the work of the Spirit mm-hmm. um, also begins with understanding the work that the Spirit has done in your life. Amen. Like you know that you are a different person and you know that the things you are now not doing you prior to coming in contact right. with the Lord Jesus Christ were not able to not do. Right, right. Like if we could exactly. just really be honest, right? And so why is this encouraging to us? You're like, oh, you're bringing me down, Mika. But, but why <laughs> is this encouraging? It's encouraging because it reminds you of the power of the Holy Spirit mm. to restrain evil first in our own lives, right? right? Which Amen. encourages us to, th- to then tell the truth. So this is why we're always saying be truth tellers in our culture because this is a way, this is a part of the way that the Holy Spirit restrains evil mm-hmm. in any given culture, in any given generation. How? Through the people who have first had evil restrained in them, mm-hmm. right? So it's the people who fear God, who know the truth of God, who are living out that truth, who are going to be emboldened, and I'm going to use biblical terms, empowered by the Spirit to tell the truth, Amen. to say, hey, that's wrong. Hey, that's sin. I think what we often don't realize is that one of the reasons, uh, not only because he wants our destruction, okay, like that's that's like Will says all the time for all the marbles, like that's he wants our destruction, (laughs) okay? But one of the things that the enemy wants us to do is be ineffective. And so when we're bound by sin, we can't talk about what is right and what is good. We feel compelled to keep quiet because we're like, oh, but I'm entangled in this and I've got Mm. all this going on. But here's the here's the comfort to our hearts. The Holy Spirit restrains evil. The Holy Spirit Amen. gives us the power to do the things that we desire to do, but yes. on our own, we can't do. That's right. Um, the Holy Spirit works through us. And here's the reference. I was thinking about this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the church says, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. Mm. Expose them. Why? Because this is a part of the work of the restrainer, right? When you say that's evil. 
<laughs> when you say that's wrong, that's wicked, that's sinful, this is the work of the Holy Spirit operating through us. And so often, far too often, we are incapacitated. Like we mm. can't tell the truth about sin. We can't expose evil because we are caught up in it ourselves. It's not that we think mm. we're better than people so we don't do this and we talk about what right. we do. and don't. No, but we, we try to keep ourselves unstained by this world so that we can point out the stains. That's right. That's right. Like you, you don't want to like if you if you, you know, it's a all white wearing party. One of those, <laughs> you know, it's a, everybody wear, show up wearing white, which is the dumbest idea ever. OK, because like Unless who you're in was, heaven and you have the robes. Well, no, because then there's, it's miraculous. <laughs> like your robes will never be stained. Look, and that's a, that's the reason why we, we talked about the, the voice of the church being marginalized by this culture. That's that's the reason why, you know, the world can't have Christians around or, you know, that's because right. they don't want the restraint. They don't desire no. that conviction, you know. So that's that put us at at odds with the world, you know. So they're they're looking at us like, man, that Bible, all oh, those people, right? There or why are we? Why are you telling? I got a, I got a text message from my my youngest sister even just today, mm-hmm. and as she, I'm just it's such a joy to see her growing in her relationship with the Lord and mm-hmm. really being a disciple of Christ. And she just quick text message, you know, as she's witnessing and just she said. Why is it that when you confront people about sin, they always tell you, judge not? And like she genuinely is asking that. She's like a new believer. Like she has come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though she grew up in a Christian home, she didn't always follow and submit to the Lordship of Christ. And so she's been really excited about what she's discovered in Scripture. So she's just like living life as a Christian, Mm -hmm. which is great, right? New believers are so like zealous because they're like, well, the Bible says. But the Bible (laughs) says they haven't haven't learned all of the ways that they can get around it, right? They haven't been trained (laughs) to ignore the parts that upset them. They're like joyfully offended. Mm. And then they, they try to like, you know, regroup and do better. (laughs) <laughs> but she's her question was like, why? Why do people always say judge not like she was like, I don't understand. Like she hadn't really encountered Deflection. that before right? <laughs> because no one wants to be confronted oh, with their sin. Man. Right. So yeah. when we are exposing these wicked deeds. Right. It's like the, the, the person you're telling them that they have a stain on their garments, which, by the way, the white robes of heaven can only be the kind of <laughs> white in heaven that you get when you wash them in blood. Mm. I mean, like, think about that. Like, the the robes in heaven that are white are white because they have been washed in blood. Now, if that is something that doesn't, like, whoa. Okay, anyway, um, but here on earth, not so much. I'm not coming to your white only party. I'm not. I just can't, because I can't keep white clean on myself or my children. So don't, don't, people like, well, we don't really do that. Anyway, some people do. All right. Here's my point. I'm saying, I'm I'm a whole person. I like to laugh. Um, Here's my point. The restrainer restrains evil in the world and he will do that Mm -hmm. until the day he is taken out until the day that the restrainer leaves this earth. The restrainer is the spirit of God. The restrainer indwells the believer. The restrainer restrains evil first in the believer. Remember Mm -hmm. we come to Christ at the drawing of the Holy spirit who what convicts us of sin, right? He convicts Mm -hmm. us of sin. He says that's sin. And you say, that's true. You can't deny it. Like the mm. Holy Spirit does not let you run from the truth. The mm. Holy Spirit, when, and it's amazing if you ever have had these interactions with the Lord where the Lord convicts you of something you said or something you did, you wish you could deny it because you would, you, you <laughs> wish you could say, well, but I, but you know, you, mm. and the Holy Spirit knows, you know, right? Which is why he's so great at what he does <laughs> because he knows that, you know, the restrainer first restrains sin yes. in us. 
And then the, the restrainer uses us to restrain sin in the cultures in which we live and where we exist for the glory of God. Amen. Now, having said all of that, let's look at some of the stories that are circulating today. So I'm not, I'm not into uh, country music. So I don't know this singer at all. I only know the headline. I don't really have to know her to be able to talk about this story. And I don't have to be into country music to talk about this story. I just say that to say, if, if she's one of your favorites, if you're listening, um, I don't care. I'm just saying, <laughs> saying that to say this. Country singer and co-host of the CMT Music Awards, Kelsey Ballerina, Kelsey Ballerina, took to the stage. So the Country Music Awards or Country Music TV, is that CMT? Country Music Television? Music yeah, Awards? Yeah. CMT Music Awards were held in Austin, Texas on Sunday night. And this woman, Kelsey Ballerina, I'm not familiar with her. <laughs> Apparently, she co-hosted these awards on Sunday and also performed. Okay. So in her performance, uh, she was joined by drag queens. <laughs> All right. Now, she is a native of Tennessee. Her home state is Tennessee. Okay. Why is that important? Because she was sending a huge message to the state of Tennessee. She was sending a huge message to country loving, country music loving <laughs> listeners and viewers. Okay. That if you try to restrain evil, okay, we will just act with greater evil. Mm. All right. So here we are, by the way, we are just days away from the slaughter of six individuals, three of whom were children, right, at a private Christian school in Tennessee. We're just days away from that. And the entire conversation about the LGBTQ plus representation in that heinous crime. Mm -hmm. We don't want to talk about that, but we will talk about that. And at the same time, we're talking about the protection of children. And we're talking about restraining evil that, you know, grown men dressed up, well, scantily dressed up as their um, caricature of women, that children should not participate in that. Children should not be allowed to see that, right? Uh, which, by the way, I, I think that there's been uh, an injunction on that law, that there was a judge who said um, that that law could not go into effect in Tennessee. I'll double check on that, but I'm pretty sure that there's that that law is not actually in place in Tennessee at the moment. Um, but this this country music singer, she sings her song on Sunday, and the song is "If You Go Down, I'm Going Down Too." Now, well, I'll just I'm going to stay on track here. <laughs> She's got four drag queen performers. So we're talking about men dressed up as women at the country music. Now, country what, music. I, what I know about <laughs> country music here, let me give you some examples of what I know about country music. Have we forgotten? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like 9-11, like, let's remember, you know what I mean? It's like, want my guns? Come take them. I just made that up. That's probably not a country, but it could be one, Right. What I know about country music is that usually people who enjoy that tend to be a little more wholesome and conservative in their convictions. <laughs> but here you have this woman saying, nope, we're going to shove this in your face. If you don't accept the drag queens, then you don't accept my performance. This is that jamming. Mm. This is that jamming mm -hmm. that comes from after the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Where now you're conflicted because you're like, but I like Kelsey Ballerina. I think the drag queens as, as a problem. I don't understand the men dressing up as caricatures of women, but I like <laughs> Kelsey. So you create this kind of like tension in the person's mind 
where you put all these images there and now they've got to decide where they're going to fall on this. So she has her performance. But here's what's interesting. Um, and, and this is important to the story. This is why I include these details, right? So the, the drag queens that were dancing with the country music singer uh, were interviewed by E.T. Do, 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 do. You guys remember, <laughs> right? Okay, Inter- interviewed by E.T. And the, name, the names of the drag queens um, are, and again, these are men, but these are the names that are given in this story. Kennedy Davenport, okay. Jan Sport, Manila Luzon, and Olivia Lux. Now, these stars are all, uh, these, these drag queens are stars, this article says, of the RuPaul drag race. Hmm. What's sad is some of you know who I'm talking about. That's sad, <laughs> right? And again, because it's part of the conditioning, that you're like, oh, RuPaul's drag race. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. That's bad. That's, right. ho- that's horrible. Right. Okay? So they were interviewed. And when I say they, I mean the four of them. I don't mean that as a pronoun preference. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> so the four of them, I, guys, because look, I'm crazy. sick of it. I'm <sighs> sick of it. You can't. <laughs> so the four of them were interviewed by E.T. All right. They were in, interviewed by uh, E.T. Mm-hmm. And one of the performers, uh, Manila Luzon, Manila Luzon, said this, quote, just like all these amazing country music artists, we drag queens are also artists and we deserve a space to be ourselves, express ourselves and create something wonderful for everyone to enjoy. Another one, Jan Sport said, it means so much. Any opportunity for us to now, please listen to this very carefully. Any opportunity for us to share our gifts with the world is a blessing. What? That's interesting language there. Right. So it's more of us having a message to bless other people. It's not bad. It's all good. It's all love. It's all total liberation. That's Mm. what the arts are all about. (laughs) When they were asked if the group had advice for drag queens that might be impacted by the Tennessee anti-drag show ban. uh, Look at that language, that (laughs) choice of wording there. Okay. Here is what the one called Kennedy Davenport said. Continue to be your authentic self. Continue to be your authentic self. Now watch this. Before. Right. Everywhere. Right. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. So so here, here we go. But he wasn't done. Because we're talking about men dressed up as caricatures of women, by the way. So he said, continue to be your, your authentic self. We're still motivating young people. Mm. We're still inspiring them. We're still lifting them up because at the end of the day, we have a calling and we have a job as drag queens, end quote. Now, isn't it interesting that you're asked about (laughs) laws to protect children from your crazy and you say that you're still motivating young. You go right back to the young people like it's it's like, no, no, no. We want. So so because sometimes that's that's the the prize. prize. So sometimes you have the people in the spaces and they're like, we're not targeting children. Yes, you are. This is adult entertainment. And, and, and maybe, but which is a lie, right? Because right. you wouldn't have preschool drag queen story. Come hour. On. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have it at your local library. No, but, but, but what I found really interesting about this is that the men dressed up as caricatures of women are saying that they have a calling. 
Now, here's something else that's interesting. One of the things that they decried about what's happened in Tennessee or the attempts to protect children in Tennessee, they said, well, you know, they want to put limits on how we can dress and how we can perform publicly. But they say cheerleaders, cheerleaders (laughs) wear midriff tops and short skirts and do the same dance routines that we do. But you don't ban them. But I don't know about cheerleaders that are performing lap dances on teenagers Mm. in school sponsored events. And you say, well, Miki, that hasn't happened. Please stick around. Please stick around. Yes, it did. And we're going to talk about it. Stay right there. Christians have always had to overcome their inclination to be fearful, to be afraid. And there are all there. There have been mechanisms in place to create that fear, to foster that fear in Christians. But the history of the church is uh, really filled with accounts of of believers who overcame their natural inclination to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, they believed the Lord when he said to fear not. They believed the Lord when he said that he hadn't given them a spirit of fear. Right. And so we've always had these mechanisms in place, these policies in place, state sanctioned policies in place that have made it difficult for us to live our authentic selves. (laughs) But the church is made up of those who did in spite of all of those policies that were in place. They did live their authentic selves and they did serve to restrain evil in their generation. And the Lord expects nothing less of us. And again, we're coming to terms with that expectation because we haven't it hasn't cost us a whole lot. We haven't had to, you know, expend a whole lot of like, you know, the resources of like ourself. You know what I mean? Like it didn't cost you anything to be a Christian. But today in America, it costs you a great deal to be a Christian, to be a genuine Bible believing Christian, a follower Mm -hmm. of the way. It costs Mm -hmm. you a great deal to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that was E6 by Evie McKinney, Ephesians 6. So you got a new viral video that shows a drag queen. Oh, I should probably say this content may be offensive, uh, should be offensive to all, but is especially uh, not suitable for young listeners, although it involves uh, teenagers. So just to tell you that, take proper precaution. Got a new viral video thanks to uh, libs of TikTok, which they're kind of they're kind of like TikTok evangelists. Like I don't know, like maybe not evangelists. I I don't know. There's something. <laughs> something. There there are battle axes. Like they are chopping at the libs, and it's amazing. Um, whenever their videos kind of <laughs> go viral, right? Their exposure videos. But they've got a new video out um, where they show a drag queen at a performance that included. Uh, students as young as 14 who are enrolled at this uh, this school and we will not show or play any audio from this some things we just feel like you know we just have to take our word for it you can go and do a search and find it yourself but we're not going to do it Um, this drag queen so we're talking about a man we're talking about a man dressed up as a woman wearing a leotard and stockings who 
is straddling a young girl on a chair, mm-hmm. simulating. I, I, at what point do you say simulate? I mean, he's 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 it's a lap dance. It's not it's not like that's what he's doing. And you've got all the people standing around like and, and it's amazing because the, in the video you hear the people like, oh, like they can't believe. But they're also at the same time strangely entertained. Like they're like, oh, ah, yay. They don't know. It's it's like, it, <laughs> can we, is this, uh, and not one adult standing around steps in to say to the man straddling the girl, I'm sorry, <laughs> that's a, that's a bridge too far. You can't, right. you can't do that to the minor child. Nobody does that. And so <laughs> when there's this question about, you know, why are you guys trying to stifle our, you know, artistry. And why are you guys trying to stop us as performers? And, and, and you've got cheerleaders who wear midriff tops and short skirts and they, but last I checked, I mean, if there's a headline out there, please let me know. You don't have instances like this and you don't have instances of cheerleaders, you know, going in into schools and doing sexually suggestive dances For four-year-olds, which we have seen in the past, like, guys, I, when when I tell, and it sounds almost like, you know, people get used to hearing it so it doesn't have the same shock. But like when I say we live in Babylon, I mean, what, what else do you think they experienced? Like what kind of, what kind of height of wickedness do you think they experienced? And so here we are and, and we are observing all of these things happen. And I would say with impunity. And so what is God calling us to do? Well, first of all, the Holy Spirit restrains evil in our own life. Yeah. And then the Lord calls us because of the spirit indwelling us because of the spirit's power to be a part of restraining evil in the earth. The Holy Spirit works through the believer to restrain evil. So again, this is why we show up in the conversation. This is why we don't just smile and nod and try to make nice because number one, it's cowardly. But number two, it looks an awful lot like agreement. Like, okay, well, that's fine. If you, if you guys, we, we, we think it's okay. And and, you know, you're talking about the drag queens. You remember uh, the San Francisco gay men's choir? Yep. You remember their song that said, even grandma likes RuPaul. (laughs) What were they saying? They're saying like, we've really won the war because we've produced the kind of content that you guys consume. And even though it opposes your doctrine, your theology, your good conservative values, you still consume it. Mm-hmm. And this is why people like RuPaul, the man, I, what is, I don't know his real name, the man RuPaul, this is why he feels emboldened to come out and plea for people to show up in their support of drag queens. Yes, everyone. Like, and he, and he makes he does this video. He's in in front of an American flag. Do we have the clip? Yes. Okay, this is clip one. Let's go. Hey, look over there. A classic distraction technique, distracting us away from the real issues that they were voted into office to focus on: jobs, healthcare, keeping our children safe from harm at their own school. But we know that bullies are incompetent at solving real issues. They look for easy targets so they can give the impression of being effective. They think our love, our light, our laughter, and our joy are signs of weakness. But they're wrong because that is our strength. 
Drag queens are the Marines of the queer movement. Don't get it twisted and don't be distracted. Register to vote so we can get these stunt queens out of office and put some smart people with real solutions into government. And by the way, a social media post has never been as powerful as a registered vote. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like how in the world the drag queens they're the they're the marine like the what kind of imagery of the like what movie? of the queer okay but what? the imagery that like I, I you know <laughs> look i've you know i'm not I'm not even close to you know even talking to a marine you know what i mean i don't know if i'd even <laughs> talk to a marine i might interview one you know what i mean via you know modern communication but not face to face you know because it's just <laughs> something some people you sit across from you just you feel bad you know you're just like i you know <laughs> But that this man would say that women, like comparing uh, men who dress up like, as women, as like Marines of anything. <laughs> Marines of anything. But notice there that that is a call to vote, right? That is, right? that is a call to show up at the polls. Right. So all your social media posts, that didn't really move the needle. Like that's not doing anything. We need people to vote because we need to have things like what Joe Biden has recognized this transgender day of visibility, March 31st. We, we, we need people to vote because those votes translate into real movement, real action. So keep all your social media posts. Can you imagine if this were the conviction of the Christian to live faithfully, to really see ourselves as those who are tasked with restraining evil in our culture? Mm. Can you imagine what that would look like? It would go beyond our social media posts as well. Man. That's right. Like we 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 walk wow. away feeling really stout when we're like, you know, we Bible <laughs> slap people or we talk to the audience that agrees with us. Mm. Like, but man, what about being in that place, which all of us could be on any given day? And we just we tell the truth. Like, mm. man, look, I'm I'm sorry. And and can I tell you by the way, we we always open the phone lines to people. Now, I'm not saying we always open the phone lines, period. We when we open the phone lines, the phone lines are always open to people who disagree with us. But it's interesting to me when people call in and I, I talk to them and they disagree, the, the, I will get like an email response of people who, there will be some that are encouraging, but then there will be others that like, you didn't let him make his point. Or you, you see, you're just ignoring and it's like, no, no, I'm showing up. <laughs> this, is, this is what it looks like to show up, that I'm not going to be manipulated. I'm, I'm not going to let, you know, I, I know the truth and I'm confident in that. So if a person... For example, one of the most recent calls we had, if a person calls in and says, when a person is assigned a gender at birth, I'm going to stop them mm-hmm. because I'm not going to let you take me on that roller coaster of lies whereby you think for even a second, I agree with that. No, people are not assigned a gender at birth. They just are not. So what was that? I mean, you should let them make their point. Well, after I correct them. So that we are so that we are speaking using the same terms and we're defining those terms in the same way. Doctors announce births. They don't or announce genders. Doctors announce genders. They don't they don't assign them. Right. Now, I want to say something. So you had um, Joe Biden. Proclaim uh, transgender day of visibility, which is just amazing to me. The. The disrespect of the Christians in this country. You know, you got parents still stunned waking up to the fact that they will 
never hold their children again at the hands of someone who identified as transgender. And, and we're saying, let's proclaim a transgender day of visibility. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just, it's just got a sting to it. It's, it's, just, it's man. Yeah. Wow. But there was something that was really interesting to me in his uh, proclamation. And so I want to read a little bit of it to you. And I'm going to jump to the second paragraph of this proclamation. Um, Joseph R. Biden, his, uh, his staff writing this for him. Obviously, right. let's not even guys don't don't. Well, you don't know. It could have been. No, I come on, man. I mean, he don't know. Everybody like, knows. What Rolling Stone, Mississippi. Everybody know. knows. <laughs> All right. So here we go to the person who wrote this for the president. Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul. Proudly serving in the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running, thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families and much more. As kids, they deserve what every child deserves, the chance to learn in safe and supportive schools, to develop meaningful friendships, and to live openly and honestly. As adults, they deserve the same rights enjoyed by every American, including equal access to health care, housing, and jobs, and and the chance to age with grace as senior citizens. Like, where is this not possible? (laughs) Just where is it not possible? I'm sorry. Like, I just, you know, but it, it writes well. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But today, too many transgender Americans are still denied those rights and freedoms. A wave of discriminatory state laws is targeting transgender youth, protecting, protecting, okay? Terrifying families and hurting kids who are not hurting anyone. Man, they they are masters at this, right? An epidemic of violence against transgender women and girls. Now, again, we're just days away from covenant. But who cares? Because it's just Christians. <laughs> An epidemic of violence against transgender women and girls, in particular women and girls of color. You always have to have that element. Yep. yep. Has taken lives far too soon. Now, this is interesting here. Last year's Club Q shooting. This is in the proclamation. Last year's Club Q shooting in Colorado was another painful example of this kind of violence. A stain on the conscience of our nation. Wait a minute. The LGBTQ club that was shot up in Colorado. Horrible. Five people lost their lives. Horrible. But I'm sorry, Mr. President. The man who did it, the 22 year old who did it, identifies as non-binary, preferring the pronouns they and them wanted to be referred to as M.X. Aldrich, not Mr. M.X. Aldrich. So you include that in your proclamation, but you also fail to recognize that the mental illness present in the perpetrator played a part in that, probably because of his, I'm sorry, them's identification. I understand, guys. I did that on purpose. But this is the kind of manipulation that we're subjected to in this country. And this is the, you know, not the drones that you're looking for type of thing that we have to endure on a regular basis. And because we don't know, we're just like, that's horrible. But the man, the accused, Anderson Lee Aldrich, identifies as non-binary. Now, look, I'm not saying that that makes what he did any less heinous. What he did is heinous. It's evil. But to say that this was the result of these people outside of your group attacking you, 
Like to make this a them over there doing this to you folks is a lie. I mean, here's my point and here's where I want to land today. The restrainer continues to restrain evil. But you don't understand the restrainer if you don't recognize that he restrains evil first in you and then through you. Mm. The Holy Spirit of God empowers us. We are bold for a purpose, not just so we can say we're bold. We are empowered to live a life of conviction. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.